0: Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl.
1: How are you doing, folks? Daryl Prell here with Vanilla Soft. And of course, this, my friends, is the Inside Inside Sales Show. How are you all doing? How you been keeping? We live in interesting times, don't we? I tell you. Lots going on, lots make you go, hmm, lots of things you didn't see coming, but yet here we are and you got to deal with it, right? It's like, it's like a sales cycle. In any sales cycle, you just don't know what's going to be around that corner. You don't know who's going to come in and throw you an objection, throw you a curveball, even though you thought you've got it all lined up. You just don't know. You try to prepare, you try to anticipate, you have methodologies in place that will hopefully ensure that you are safe that you are lined up with your responses. You know how to respond to the crisis in the moment. However, it seems that just doesn't always work. Life has its own way of saying, you're cute, but this is what I'm going to do. And that's kind of the environment we're in now. So many of us working from home. Well, I think the vast majority of us working from home, right? And just wondering what's going to happen next. You know what this does? This plays with your emotions. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it in my own staff and in my employees where everybody reacts a little differently. And it's not unlike a sales cycle. I see some employees get really anxious and that manifests itself in uncertainties, in lack of work production. They're on edge. They're quick to react, shall we say, whether for good or for bad. I see it in other ways how some people choose to see the glass half empty instead of the glass half full. It's an emotional response whenever there's uncertainty and risk, lots of risk. I see it in the fiery conversations that take place as we wonder if we have faith and trust in our political leaders or faith and trust in our health leaders. Is the system going to be there for us? We see it play out in so many ways that it truly causes you to reflect upon how you approach your sales prospects. Because my friend, whenever you go into a deal, you are going to often paint a scenario of pain. You're going to speak to their fears. And what we need you to do instead, instead of dwelling there, is to build hope for them and to create confidence that you're the individual they need to rely upon to get them through this hardship. I'm a big fan of video as one medium to communicate and I've had this debate for so many years and I continue to have it. I posted about it not too long ago where I told people to stop calling out this bullshit response about I'm just being authentic. I have a crappy video or poor audio or poor camera or poor on-air presence for lack of a better statement because I'm authentic. And the reason I call that out as bullshit, and I'm swearing three times now, my wife is not going to like me, is because you're saying that because it's all about you. You don't want to be inconvenienced to go to the effort to figure it out, to learn it. Or you just don't believe me. You have your own biases. Just like you cherry pick your leads, you have your own biases that influence your decisions. But the reality is we see it over and over and over again where people will pick and choose whether to watch your content or not, hear from you or not, whether they find you engaging, whether they find you annoying to watch how you sound, because you have to realize they've got choice. They got lots of choice. Man, there's so much content out there. They can just shut you off and go to the next person who's probably saying 80% the same thing you're saying. You may not agree with me, in which case we will, we will disagree, and that's fine. But I'm telling you, People are influenced and they react emotionally. Whether they stay listening to your sales call or they stay watching your video content or they read your posts, it's because they know you're speaking to the pain, but they have hope that you're going to do it. They are looking to you to lead them to the promised land. The vendor, the sales rep that helps them through that process is the one who's going to succeed. You need to recognize we are emotional people. So let me ask you this. When it comes to your sales plan, how you approach that prospect call, do you have an emotional plan? Many of you have a calling plan, but do you have an emotional plan? I bet you you don't. But you know what? You should. And that, my friend, is why we're bringing back a veteran of the show. It's been some time since he's been here. Randy Reemersma. But Randy, you find that part of me charming and endearing, and that's what makes you come back over and over again, right? As you just are enamored with how charming and endearing I am. Randy, for those who are listening, he's taking his glasses off, and he's physically, like, got a migraine. I can see he's he's rubbing his brow thinking, how the hell did I get myself into this podcast conversation? Randy, as I was speaking to you about an emotional plan, because I know you are a soft, sensitive dude. Did that resonate with anything I said, or was I just a victim of the virus that's going around? I don't know what the hell I'm talking about.
2: I am a mushy, ushy guy inside. Uh, No, Daryl, you know this. We we talked about this a little bit. This topic of emotion in the sales process i think is critical no matter who you are or what your general mindset is what your makeup is i tend to be a little bit on the more production prescriptive germanic end of the spectrum not overly emotional i am an emotional being but i don't necessarily process them externally in the same way some other people do that said it is very easy i believe for those of us in b2b sales especially to be very good at our scientific left to right sales process and completely miss the opportunity to have an engaging emotional process, which as an overlay on top of that is gonna have a radical impact on your success because we as human beings, we make decisions with both sets of our mind. We actually make emotional decisions first and then validate them with the rational side of our mind But we B2B salespeople, we tend to sell to the irrational side of our mind and forget to engage the emotional piece. Yes, I absolutely believe that this is a great time, especially with what's going on in the marketplace right now, to be aware, but to be very intentional with emotions and how we engage our clients and prospects.
1: Let me ask this. If you could posit a question to a sales rep to convey to them that they're not factoring in emotion in their sales process.
2: I say, yes, let me answer. Then you can tell me if I answered your question.
1: When I go into a meeting, any meeting that
2: I have, I have these three things that I ask myself, which will indicate whether or not I have an emotional plan in place. I ask myself, based on this meeting, what do I want them to know? That's the rational side of their brain. What do I want them to know? The next thing I want is what do I want them to feel? The emotional side of their brain. Therefore, no plus feel. What do I want them to do? So having a no feel do plan for every engagement will help you to remember to have an emotional plan. We B2B salespeople, especially we tend to be very good at what we want them to know and therefore we want them to do. But here's the deal. Emotion is the rocket fuel for action.
1: So you nailed it. We know what we want to happen and we know what we want them to do. But we totally skip the asset of emotion. And I think in part of it is because not every one of us are comfortable with our emotions. We can control the logical side. Yet so many people don't buy on logic. They buy on emotion. I want to buy this fast car because I just it's a pretty color. It just makes me feel good. It makes me feel younger. I want that convertible Corvette because now I'm in my 50s and I just want to relive the I had once upon a time. It's not necessarily an economically wise decision. There's a bit of a cliche there, but we still do it. It's an emotional purchase. And yet I see other reps who actually really use emotion to their advantage. Like they just crank it like a dial. And, you know, if all things are equal between you and the other vendor who's bidding on the business, you get it because they're just emotionally invested in you. To me, that's like gold. It's the shiniest gold you can get.
2: I mean, you think about it, you talk about the Corvette. No one bought a Corvette because of the gas mileage you got. If we were truly making decisions rationally, we would all drive very small engine cars, or we'd all have a small electric car or something like that. But we don't. Look in my garage. Those are not rational decisions. They're rational in the sense that they get me from point A to point B. But for me, I like to get there with a certain feeling, right? And my emotions have far outweighed the rational mindset on what I should buy. And I spent way too much money driving a car that's not incredibly practical, but it does get me from point A to point B. And I've convinced myself of that safely, nice German making, but it is very much an emotional piece. And if you think about the big decisions we make, a house, a car, They're often, we make emotional decisions, we back them up with intellectual alibis. Once I've emotionally bought into something, I form the data to support my decision.
1: So I want to explore how we actually build an emotional plan as part of our prospecting efforts and our discovery process. But I don't want to do that yet. Instead, what I want to do is I want to start the process earlier than normal in our typical inside, inside sales podcast because I want to let you go uninterrupted. So with that, folks, we're going to take a brief little break. And when we come back, Randy is going to give us the how-to on how to build your emotional plan.
3: CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them, and they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com.
1: Okay, Randy, we're back. And I did make him a promise before we left. I said, you, my friend, would teach them how to build an emotional plan. So where do we start? What's the process? Educate me, oh, wise. one, And in the process, I want you to really evoke a lot of emotion and get me heavily invested in you as an expert.
2: I'm going to poke you in the eye a little bit. Well, okay, great. Uh, Heavily invested in me. I will do my best to create credibility, which will be a natural trust magnet, which will automatically pull us relationally together. I just wanna go back a little bit to this idea of emotions. If you think about the relationships that you have, Daryl, that you highly prize, how strong is the emotional component of it?
1: It's huge, I mean, it's through the roof. When I think of the relationships I have that are highly prized, my first reaction is, do they get me? Which uh, emotion is a big part of it. Do I trust them and do do I respect them? Nowhere along the way do I say, do they have an IQ of 200?
2: think about it. let's let's dial back but it when you and i met a while ago on linkedin that we had a conversation we both dropped down our barriers a little bit we shared authentically and that's when we said hey i like that guy right i want to yep. spend more time with him i even said to you man i wish we could have sold together we would have had a blast working together in the early days right and i've enjoyed your sense yes. of humor and i've heard some things about me that make me more human that you're like yeah i get it you remind me of and when we connected emotionally i I would say our our relationship went from, you know, facts and figures to actual real connection. And it has some real substance, which allows us to, to actually survive some things that a ration based relationship wouldn't just a pure ration based relationship. I mess up. Boom. I'm at the curb. All right. So why am I saying this? People, if your prospect, if your client is emotionally bonded to you, and is emotionally bonded to the value that your solution brings to the marketplace, your deal will you will win more. It will go faster. And when those bumps come in the road, you will survive those much better. Building an authentic relationship. So, uh, Daryl, you said, let, let me map it out. I'm going to draw a picture today. So if you normally uh, listen to this on just on audio, that's going to be fine. I'll try, I'll talk my I'll talk through it so you'll still be able to get it. But it might be worth watching this one in real time because I'm going to draw two pictures that I think will be will help will be helpful in the process. So first off, let me introduce the ever popular oh, flip chart. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: this may be the first flip chart we've ever had on the inside, inside sales, Show, I love it.
2: All right. Hopefully the quality's okay. So having an emotional plan here. And, and you know, we salespeople, we think we go, we go left to right in the sales process. I want to do the same thing with our emotional plan. And I want you to, my encouragement here is to have two tracks. One, this is them. I want you to have a plan for their emotions. And I want you to have a plan for their emotions about you. So their emotions about themselves and their emotions about you. So the first one is, let's talk about you as we go left to right in the sales process. The first thing I want them to think about I want them to be curious about you. Does this guy or gal know something that I don't know? And this is a little bit harking back to a challenger sale, bringing a provocative point of view to the marketplace. At MuleSoft, we everything we do in our sales campaigns is built on bringing a provocative point of view to the marketplace because we want people leaning in. They're curious. Do you know something that I don't know? Um, and that's where we wanna create some curiosity there. The next thing I want them to do, we're gonna move from that over into if as we have our conversation, I want them to build up some desire for what I have, right? We have this conversation, I emotionally, I want, oh wow, Randy, you guys get it. You you see a different world. I I want I begin to move towards that. I emotionally want that. It creates hunger. Uh, you know, the, the the smell of bacon, how that invokes you know, hunger in your mouth and you, just, you wanna have it, right? So first off, I wanna be curious about you, then to build desire for what you have. And then what that's gonna do is you move from desire, what's the next one, urgency, right? I want it and I want it now. What you have told me is delectable, not just for my rational side of my head, but for the, my emotional side, I'm connecting that, what you're selling, I want now. So curiosity, desire, urgency. For them, and this is critical, that we have this that we have this plan for them, right? They must feel pain or fear, and I draw a picture for this in a minute. But we must start the conversation with them based on our, our provocative point of view, it's gotta create a sense of pain or fear. And the reason why this is so important is because so many people, you know the old boiling frog thing, you raise it one degree at a time, the frog is boiling, but it doesn't know it's boiling. So many of our clients and prospects are, are suffering, but they're not aware of it. We need to expose that pain for them. And as we expose that pain, because we're, we brought our point of view and we can adapt that to their marketplace in a way that's very meaningful, we take them for pain and then we create the magic motivator of hope, right? They see some hope. Oh, you know something that can free me from the state that you just showed me. You held up a mirror, you showed me this problem, and now you're you're creating hope that you can actually solve that for me. It creates which it fuels that desire. You know, if I see that hope, that drives my desire. And what then? We go through this process with them. The next thing we want them to feel is go from pain to hope to confidence. I get a dude or do that. You have the ability to solve this problem for me. Risk is the number one killer at the two-yard line for deals. People are like, oh, my feature set wasn't right. Well, it wasn't that your feature set wasn't right. It's just that as they've gone through the process, by the time they got to this point, they said, This is gonna this is too high of a chance to blow up in my face. Therefore, I'm going to back away from it. Curious about what you know, provocative point of view, adapting it to their environment creates desire. And then when they see the personal and business benefits, they're going to want it now, urgency. It starts with fear and pain. We must get them afraid, feeling fear and pain or they won't move. We're going to create hope based on the way we're going to apply to the environment. And because of the way we're going to like tie in use cases and references, we're going to create confidence for them. Now i want to draw. So this is sort of the six pieces, right? Curiosity, desire, urgency, pain, hope, confidence. That's your emotional plan. You should have this as you're going through your process want to dig into the pain and fear for a minute. Daryl, we live most of our lives in this emotional band where, you know, sometimes things are pretty good. Sometimes you're a little bit crappy. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers football fan. They won. They lost. The pizza was good. The pizza was cold. My Diet Coke was cold and sparkly. It was warm and flat. But we live most of our life in this emotional band. And this is, you know, let's say this is 80 to 90 percent of our time. For salespeople, why I say you must get them, make the current state unacceptable, why we have to light up this fear and pain? Because if we only sell this glorious, wonderful, delectable future state out here that's too far away, it's too abstract, they got too much other crap going on in their world, they're saying, yeah, that'd be nice to get, and I'll get that someday, but right now I've got all this other crap I gotta deal with. However, if we're able to emotionally get them with fear and pain and our provocative point of view, out of their comfort van and down here, outside of there where they see there's a real problem, they're like, crap, I gotta do something about this. And here's the beautiful thing about this reference point right here. If you look at this future state out here and this reference point of pain down here, this, my friend, is value. And that is what, and Keenan does a great job of this in, in gap selling, talking us through this. But it's the gap between their current state that we've established and that future state of glorious wonderfulness. That is what value is in their mind. And until we have this reference point of the current state being unacceptable, there's no reference point to create value. It's abstract. Therefore, they're going to default the features and they're going to default the pricing. So here's you want to get a big deal done, create a great gap between the current state and the future state. That value is what they're going to monetize against. All right. So go ahead. You got a question or a comment?
1: Yeah, I was gonna, for those, those who are listening, uh, I'll, let me explain the visual that he's drawn right now, which is fundamentally, imagine yourself like a, a quadrant, a grid. You know, like It could be like a Gartner quadrant or something like that. It's an X and Y. You have four quadrants, two by two. And what he's saying is that, you know, the BAM where most people live is kind of on the y-axis. You know, it's kind of like it could be a low of a third of the way up to a high of two-thirds of the way up. And you kind of live in that area. But what you want to do, you know, if you just paint the the perfect vision, that can be the upper right corner. But that's so far away from them that they can't visualize it. Whereas what you want to do is you want to show them the pain, which is really in the bottom left corner. The delta between the bottom left corner and the top right corner, but I'm doing this vertically, not on an angle, or just that delta from the, you know, the lows of the low to the highest of the high, that's the value that he's talking about. You want to get them beyond that band. So make them feel bad, if you will, the pain on the lowest of the low and show them the highest of the high hope, you know, where you want to bring them to, that's the Delta he's talking about.
2: Absolutely. And, and is that, and now that you know, again, that has to exist in their mind. It doesn't matter if it exists in your mind, it must exist in their mind because they're the ones that have to be able to assign the value to that gap between their current state, what they're suffering in now that we've now exposed them to and that glorious future state. That gap is where the value that they can monetize against. Low value gap, low monetization. Therefore, we as salespeople, we need to stretch that out and, and show them because of our experience, because of our provocative point of view, because of the hundreds and thousands of clients that we have served that create that trust, that curiosity at the front end, what that value gap is. So just to wrap it up, and, and I wanna kind of close this out, especially in context of what we're dealing with now in the marketplace, um, the, we must have that emotional plan. Right, curiosity, desire, urgency, pain, hope, and confidence. They gotta have confidence there at the end because risk kills all deals. The lowest risk usually wins at the end inside the two yard line. You can be sexy all you want at the front end of the football field, but at the end, you gotta be boring and successful. Remove the risk. In this emotional plan, You know, especially for those that get excited about our work, those that maybe are not, uh, maybe a little more production oriented like myself, I wanna also say, especially during this time, when our customers and our prospects are under extreme distress with what may be going on in the marketplace, uh, when we're recording this, it's uh, you know we're just in the middle of all this coronavirus stuff. Um, let's enter it, step zero of our emotional plan before we get to curiosity, before we get to creating pain. Let's enter the conversation through the doorway of empathy, human to human. Connecting with them human to human before we try to connect to them business to business or business to consumer. We gotta slow down and, and take assess where they are effectively so that we can meet them where they are. And by taking time to meet them where we are, again, that's gonna create receptivity, trust. They'll be more receptive to what you have to say.
1: So let's just recap. He said there's two paths to, there's your path, your journey, and their path, and you're walking it together. You were moving from a state of curiosity to desire to urgency. They're going from a state of pain or fear to hope or confidence. Those paths are in parallel. So your curiosity drives their pain or fear. In other words, what's the effect of that on your company right now? That process is killing us. It's killing our productivity. There's it's a financial hit. It's because you were curious, you evoked pain. What if we could fix that for you? Would that be good? That's your desire. If I can make that go away, would that be helpful? Yes. Yes. Can you do that for me? That's hope. I can do it for you in 30 days' time. Would that have an impact in your business? Oh my gosh, that would help us. And have others done this for you? Yes, I've done this with others. That's confidence. Now, I've done a poor job of that. But you do see the cause and effect. Curiosity can drive pain or fear. Desire can drive hope. Urgency can drive confidence. And what you need to understand, to Randy's point, is that pain or fear, hope, and confidence are all emotional responses, Biggest thing there you need to understand is exactly what he said there. The final thought is it all starts with empathy. You need to recognize and convey that you understand their world. If you do that, they will listen to everything you have to say.
2: Bam. I'll give you high marks for that one. Technology gets lower marks than you do. Just to cap it out too, here's the interesting thing that I've seen, and Keenan does a good job of pointing this out in Gap Selling as well. It's a great read. When we come in early in the conversation, we invoke these motions, we bring that provocative point of view and we show them the difference between a unique way of looking at their current state and their future state. We expose something new to them. Fascinating, what happens in the mind? This goes to confidence and trust and those things. When you show someone a problem they weren't aware of, they automatically give you attribution that you can solve it. Put you way ahead in the sales process from day one. That's available to you if you choose to invoke it. But having an intentional emotional sales process is as value, arguably more so than your standard science-based left-to-right process.
1: So the whole point here, folks, is you need an emotional plan for prospects. It's not enough to say, what am I going to do and what do I want to have happen? What I want them to feel, what I want to have happen. It all goes together. If you are forgetting the emotional aspect of your selling, you are leaving money on the table and quite possibly you will get beat by the competition who wants the same business you want. Randy, what's the best way to reach you, my friend?
2: You can reach me at randy.reemersma at mulesoft.com. You can text me, probably easier, at 404-307-3201. Or you can find me on LinkedIn or uh, Randy Remersma. There's two of us. We're both uh, software salespeople of a certain generation, but I think you'll be able to figure out I'm the charming bald guy with glasses, not the handsome man with a full head of hair.
1: Folks, you did it. You survived. And you're a little bit wiser. We hope you had fun today. I know I did. Back to reality. It sucks. But it is what it is. My f- friends, all those out there getting through these days, you're not alone. We're here with you. So we hope you enjoy. Hope you take this chance to catch up on all those back episodes of Inside. Inside Sales. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by
2: VanillaSoft.